Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to The Great America Show. Happy 2024. It's great to have you with us. We told you yesterday about the disgraced Harvard president, Claudine Gay, who resigned as she battled claims of plagiarism and sought to defend her anti-Semitism. So she's no longer the president of Harvard, but she is still gainfully employed by the university. In fact, very gainfully. Gay still retains her almost million-dollar-a-year salary, working now as a professor at the university, the Marxist mainstream media having a really difficult time dealing with her ouster. Let's listen to MSNBC's Morning Joe broadcast covering the story. The Marxist, and that's almost everyone there, say Gay was forced out because she's black and the people wanted her out because they're racist. This is really an attack on academic freedom. It's an attack on uh, people who are pluralists and believe that You should bring people from all over the world together uh, of diverse backgrounds and that you you actually have more scholarly rigor and and more um, value can be uh, brought by having people from different backgrounds. This is an attack on diversity. This is an attack on multiculturalism and on many of the values that a lot of us hold dear And in fact, anybody really who is around my age in their 30s who went to any uh, public, major public university or private university in this country, you know, these are values that are very important. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. that's why these presidents are under attack. That's why Claudine Gay was under attack. The fact that she's a black woman and the first person uh, who is a a black American to lead Harvard uh, only added to their thirst to dethrone her. 
That Marxist you heard there, Mara Gay of MSNBC and the New York Times editorial board, she must have missed the part about Claudine Gay being a plagiarist and an anti-Semite. Sixty members of Congress made history yesterday going to the border, being the largest congressional delegation ever to travel to the southern border, now in the control, of course, of the Mexican drug cartels. The delegation went down to Eagle Pass, Texas, to meet with top officials and see for themselves just how bad it is, the damage, the destruction Joe Biden and his administration have done to the country. Just a few days ago, there were roughly 6,000 illegal immigrants being held at a processing center in Eagle Pass. But coincidentally, there were no illegal immigrants there when the congressional delegation arrived. So where did they go? Speaker Mike Johnson has an idea. He says Biden diverted them to another location to hide the fact that the border is out of control. In the last month, 151,000 illegals apprehended in just two border sectors, Tucson and Del Rio, setting a new record. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas facing impeachment. He said on the record many times that the border is under operational control. But I guess he didn't say whose operational control. It looks like he meant the cartels. Now he says the border is out of control because of governors like Greg Abbott of Texas busing illegal immigrants up to sanctuary cities like New York and Chicago. Let me let me identify one fundamental problem here, and that is the fact that we have one governor in the state of Texas who is refusing to cooperate with other other governors and other local officials and coordinate efforts to address a challenge that our country, which this country should stand united to address, that our country is facing. And it's a remarkable failure of governance to refuse to cooperate with one's fellow local and state officials. Biden created this crisis, and he has it worsening every day. And now the primaries. The Iowa caucus less than two weeks away. That got here quickly, didn't it? President Trump holding a commanding lead in every primary state. Mega donors still seem to be having a really tough time dealing with the fact that President Trump will be the Republican nominee. Rhino mega donors are now rushing in in their last-ditch effort to get Rhino Nikki Haley across the finish line, donating $24 million to her dumpster fire of a campaign over just the fourth quarter of last year. First, they flocked to DeSantis. We know how that worked out. And now it's Haley. And so far, it looks like the same result. Our guest today is the founder of the Article 3 Project and attorney, Mike Davis. Perhaps I should say Mike Davis, presumptive attorney general, should President Trump win the White House. Mike, great to have you with us. Thanks for joining us, and Happy New Year. Thank you, Lou. There's that pesky thing called Senate confirmation, and I would get one charity vote from Chuck Grassley, my former boss, and it would end his 60-year political career. So I don't think being the attorney general is in the cards, unfortunately. Well, as, as think about how many people you've helped win Senate confirmation. I, I have faith that uh, you would, uh, I think you would uh, prevail. That's my, my, <laughs> my projection. And it's great to have you with us. And by the way, I want everybody to know I'm one of those people who would support uh, Mike Davis as attorney general. Uh, let's go to someone I wouldn't support ever for almost anything. And that's special counsel Jack Smith, who's now urging an appellate court 
to reject President Trump's efforts to dismiss the uh, Jack Smith's uh, political interference and uh, dismiss President Trump's claims of immunity. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, let's look at what happened on January 6th. January 6th was a lawful protest permitted by the National Park Service that devolved into a riot. How many insurrectionists go unarmed into a nation's capital, walk through velvet ropes, follow police direction, take selfies, and don't burn down the damn place? And what President Trump filed with his motion to dismiss is this. Either he was acting within his official capacity as the president of the United States when he was trying to make sure that the election was certified properly, and so that's covered under presidential immunity or uh, under his presidential powers or the outer perimeter of his presidential powers under Supreme Court case law, so he's entitled to presidential immunity. If it's not presidential immunity, if he's acting within his official capacity, it's protected by the First Amendment because what President Trump did on January 6th was perfectly legal. He did not do anything illegal on January 6th. It's not illegal to object to presidential elections. That's allowed. Democrats did it in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. It's not illegal to twist arms politically. That's allowed by the First Amendment. If that were illegal, Democrats would be in prison. You'd have Hillary Clinton You'd have Al Gore, you'd have John Kerry in prison for objecting to presidential elections. If it were illegal to twist arms politically, every politician in the world would be in prison. So that's the issue. The only the only way you can charge President Trump for a crime on January 6th is if he incited the riots. And there's zero evidence that he incited the riot. There's actually evidence to the contrary. He told his supporters to go peacefully to the Capitol. And as we as we examine it, as you've laid it out there, uh, we realize, I think all of us now, how clearly powerful the corporatist legacy globalist media is because they have driven that narrative uh, that it's an insurrection uh, almost from the very beginning of the of the uh, of the issue. And we, it's disinformation, it's misinformation, and it was we were bombarded with it, uh, not only from the Washington Post, the, the New York Times, uh, all of uh, left-wing media, uh, but by the ginning up of the January 6th committee and Nancy Pelosi regaling us with uh, all of this nonsense with almost, almost uh, no Republican voice uh, as a countervailing force. Uh, I think that if anybody wants to see how important it is for our national media to be brought to brought to heel, uh, this this is a prime, if not the prime, example. Yeah, I mean, let, and you have to break apart what happened on January sixth. There were people who were there peacefully to protest, and whether you think they're right or wrong, crazy or sane, they have an absolute First Amendment right to show up and protest the government. There are are a separate group of people. There's a separate group of people who trespassed into the Capitol, and those people should be charged with trespass if there's not evidence that the police let them in. And then there's a third group of people, and that third group of people are the people who were violent. And those are the, the people who were violent should be treated more harshly. But for the, for the Democrats and the Trump deranged rhinos and the corporate media to lump together 
every one of those people on January 6th and they just labeled them insurrectionist and then say that they should be, you know, basically thrown in jail and canceled from society, that's un-American. Those are the people who are undemocratic. We have a First Amendment right to protest our government. And all these people who are complaining about violence on January 6th, and it was the violence was bad, but where were, where the hell were they when BLM and Antifa caused a hell of a lot more violence, billions of dollars in damage, many more deaths, a lot more destruction. They attacked the attacked the, uh, the Portland federal courthouse on a nightly basis for more than six months. The abortion industry activists organized obstruction of justice campaigns, intimidation campaigns outside of Supreme Court justices' homes uh, uh, before the Dobbs decision. Chuck Schumer went to the steps of the Supreme Court and threatened essentially violence against the Supreme Court justices if they didn't rule the right way. And then, you know, to Schumer's the Democrat support. Yeah, to reap the whirlwind. And those Democrat supporters, you know, one of them tried to kill Justice Kavanaugh, his wife, Ashley, and their two teenage daughters at 1 a.m. in their home. Yeah. And to the issue right now before us. Uh, and, and everything I, you say, I agree with. Uh, the issue right now is Jack Smith has in his absurd statement that the president doesn't have an immunity defense. I mean, Jack Smith and others have already stripped this president of executive privilege, uh, the privilege uh, between attorney and, and client. Uh, he has been stripped of just about every immunity that most Americans took for granted uh, by this left wing uh, Authoritarian, you know, this is a totalitarian regime right now uh, that we call the Biden administration. Yeah, well, obviously, Lou, there's a Trump derangement syndrome exception to the Constitution, to executive privilege, to attorney client privilege, to presidential immunity. It's amazing that these Democrats who pretend like they're saving democracy are destroying democracy, right? They want to, they want, they've, they've impeached Trump twice for nonsense, they've indicted him four times for non-crimes, they've illegally gagged him twice. They're they're trying to bankrupt his business for non-fraud, and now they're just trying to kick him off the ballot, like in California and Maine. It is insane what they're doing. Let's go back to this presidential immunity point. Remember this. Can we we do this? We're going to take a quick break, Mike, uh, and we will be back with Mike Davis right after these quick words, and we are going to get to the issue next. Uh, What does Mike Davis think about the prospects for this president before the Supreme Court on the issue of presidential immunity? uh, And will will the court at the same time be invited to take up the criminal political persecution by one party of President Trump over a course of eight years? We'll be right back with Mike Davis. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back with Mike Davis and the issue before the Supreme Court and now us. Uh, we're going to ask Mike Davis, attorney, the uh, founder of the pro- the Article 3 project, uh, to, to answer the question for the court. Does the president have this immunity that he claims or does he not? Presidents absolutely have absolute immunity for their official actions and the outer perimeter of their official actions. And this has been decided in several contexts. Judges have judicial immunity, both civil and criminal, for their official actions. Congress has congressional immunity, speech or debate clause, criminal and civil, for their official actions. The Supreme Court has already decided that presidents have civil immunity for their official actions. This is the first time ever that a former or a president of the United States has faced an indictment uh, for uh, in our history by Joe Biden going after weaponizing his Justice Department to go after his political rival, Donald Trump. And so, so now the Supreme Court will have to decide whether the president has immunity from criminal prosecutions, prosecution. There's no doubt that he does. If you if judges have immunity and members of Congress have immunity from criminal prosecution for their official actions, why wouldn't the president of the United States? And I would just warn people that this is so much bigger than Donald Trump, because think about this scenario. If presidents do not have immunity from criminal prosecution for their official actions or the outer perimeter of their official actions under Supreme Court precedents, then can the Trump 47 Justice Department prosecute President Obama for ordering a drone strike on two American citizens, a father at a wedding and his 16-year-old American son? That extrajudicial killing, if President Obama does not have presidential immunity for that, does that mean that the Trump 47 Justice Department can prosecute President Obama for murdering two American citizens? And of course, on a partisan basis, there would be a lot of people who would say, oh, absolutely. Uh, But the partisan issue is uh, at at the foundation of this. Uh, If the if the court decides a president doesn't have that immunity, uh, presidential immunity, uh, complete, whole and absolute, uh, you could create all sorts of interferences with every presidency just simply by being in the right jurisdiction with the right partisan bent and uh, descend upon the White House with your subpoenas uh, and compel a president to to fall into uh, uh, whatever Huskow uh, was uh, nearest the you know the uh, the charging uh, jurisdiction. I, I just don't understand right now why there isn't a counterclaim here on the part of the president while this is before the court uh, that uh, of uh, political uh, criminal political persecution uh, by the very same people who are uh, looking to the Supreme Court right now. That is the special counsel, Jack Smith, the Department of Justice that carried out a raid on his home, seeking the papers that were his, as you have documented uh, throughout, no pun intended. And uh, it is just disgusting that he has to be in a defensive mode when we know that Merrick Garland and Jack Smith and his ilk are the ones who should be pers- prosecuted right now for abuse of power. I mean, there's no question that this is a criminal conspiracy by President Biden 
and his Justice Department, including Garland and Jack Smith, to weaponize the Justice Department to go after his political enemy, Donald Trump. And this is obvious election interference. Remember, it was Deputy White House Counsel Jonathan Sue who relayed to the National Archives that President Biden waived President Trump's claim of executive privilege, which led to the <laughs> unnecessary, unprecedented, and unlawful home raid on former President Trump for presidential records he's allowed to have in the office of former president under the Presidential Records Act. Those documents did not leak until Joe Biden's Justice Department got their hands on them, and then they started to leak. And remember, it was it was uh, Matthew Colangelo, a senior Biden Justice Department official who went to Alvin Bragg's office, the Manhattan DA's office, to resurrect this zombie case against President Trump, the first indictment ever against a former president. Would you the, refer to that? Would you refer to Sue's uh, going to the to the Manhattan prosecutor's office uh, is going to or transferring to from the Justice well, Department? Uh, it's, well, I think he was being sent to redeployed to, and it was uh, it was Matthew Colangelo who got redeployed from the number three office in the Biden Justice Department to Alvin Bragg's office to resurrect that zombie case against Trump, the first indictment ever. Remember, this was the case that the prior Manhattan DA passed on, the Federal Election Commission passed on, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office passed on, and Alvin Bragg himself passed on until Matthew Colangelo got deployed, for, redeployed from the Biden Justice Department to Alvin Bragg's office, and, and voila, this first indictment against a former president in American history appears. You're, you're bringing up great points and, and, a, and a great survey of the history. What frustrates me, and I'm sure lots of other people, is that there is no official aggregation of all of the material uh, the evidence, uh, the activities, the conduct, the conspiracy by the Marxist Dems against the president of the United States, Donald Trump. And there are record after record after record in existence. No one is subpoenaing them. No one has the power at this point to do so, it seems. How in the world can we put the facts before the American people, besides those of us in the media uh, doing so, but without obviously subpoena authority or, uh, or color of law or uh, government power uh, to actually intervene and say, this has to stop? Why well, is there not to... a legal remedy to that right now? Yeah, well, there is. And House, uh, the House Judiciary Committee Chairman J, uh, Jim Jordan can issue subpoenas to Alvin Bragg and to Matthew Colangelo and to Jack Smith's office and these uh, various uh, bogus investigations, these bogus indictments, Fannie Willis down in Georgia, Georgia Alvin Bragg in New York, Jack Smith uh, in D.C. and Florida. So, uh, And he has, Jim Jordan has sent letters, but I'll tell you what needs to happen, Lou. We've been talking about this for a while. The Article 3 project came up with two appropriations riders that House Republicans can force right now. Number one, no federal funds can go to the uh, federal prosecution of any major presidential candidate on or before November 5th, 2024. And number two, any state 
or local jurisdiction that prosecutes any major presidential candidates on or before November 5th, 2024, loses all federal funding. Cut off all federal funding to these investigations at the federal level. Cut off all funding to the state and local governments if they pursue these. That's how you end the weaponization and the election interference. If they want to go after Trump, they waited 30 months to bring these bogus political indictments, four political indictments timed to go to trial back to back to back to obviously interfere in the election, right? You have trials, four different trials that are set to go this year before the presidential election. And if they want to do this, if they want to go after President Trump, wait till after the presidential election. There's no reason they can't do it. They don't even have all the the evidence produced to Trump in all these cases. These cases are not ready to go to trial. And so the Congress needs to step in and say, guess what? We are going to let the American people, not these Democrat prosecutors and these Democrat judges and these Democrat juries and these Democrat hellholes like New York, D.C. and Atlanta pick our next president. We're talking with Mike Davis, the founder of the Article 3 Project. And that is the very question we're going to take up. Because Mike Davis has informed the Congress of what their powers are and the way in which to use those powers to stop the persecution of President Trump and their interference in the election of 2024. Our question to Mike Davis when we return, why in the world has the Congress of the United States not acted? We'll be right back. We're talking with attorney Mike Davis. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with the founder of the Article Three Project, a great American uh, attorney, uh, Mike Davis. And I don't say many, many attorneys are great Americans, but certainly Mike Davis is. Uh, Mike, first of all, it, again, it's good to have you with us. Why in the world has this Congress not acted? This new speaker not acted? Uh, because, as you say, they. The power is theirs to to use, uh, and nothing has happened. I mean, the the 118th Congress, which looked like it was going to be remarkable in its achievements and accomplishments in its first year, with the exception of the investigating committees, has done, well, it has been the least productive Congress in history. Yeah, I would say this on these appropriations writers to cut off federal funding to these bogus indictments of a former and likely future president of the United States, this obvious election interference. Congressman Andrew Clyde from Georgia has taken the baton from the Article Three project and introduced these appropriations writers. And the House Republicans need to get behind these writers. It's not ending 
these prosecutions or these investigations, it's simply saying you're going to wait until after the presidential election to prosecute uh, Donald Trump and let the American people decide the election. You rushed, you waited 30 months to bring to to bring these charges. Now you're trying to rush these trials before the presidential election. This is obvious election interference. It's obviously coordinated by Jack Smith and Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis and, and these these uh, biased judges who are out to get President Trump. And if you want to do this, if you want to pursue these these prosecutions, you're going to lose all federal funding. And the House has the power to do that right now. They can insist on these appropriations writers. And if the Senate Democrats and President Biden don't want to go along with this, if they don't want to take the appropriations with these conditions, then shut down the damn government because you know what? We're going to lose our country anyway. If you, if they think that, if these Democrats and these Trump range rhinos think that they're going to put the leading presidential candidates in prison and the American people are going to be okay with that, our country is going to be over. This is how the Roman Republic fell. Remember, it was the Roman insiders who pursued their lawfare against Caesar and chased yeah. uh, uh, chased him all over the empire. And Caesar crossed the, the Rubicon from Gaul into Rome, and it led to the fall of the Roman Empire. And, yeah. and I'm not saying there's going to be a civil war in the United States, but oh, there's no. going to be we, a... We mustn't in any way mention the word civil war. We mustn't in any way mention that uh, there is a precursor to all conflict. We must we must just sit here quietly uh, and pretend that they are not trying to destroy the republic. Let's be clear who the Marxist Dems are. They are the Marxists who control the Democrat Party. They are the party that has opened up a 2,000-mile border wide open and turned it over to the drug cartels. This president has drained the strategic petroleum reserve by more than half, and it is at the lowest level more than four decades while sending some of that oil to the People's Republic of China. This is the same president who could have stopped a war between Russia and Ukraine, but chose not to. He could have ended the war, but told, told Zelensky that he would not approve of the negotiations with Russia. This is a, an administration that is powerfully and criminally corrupt across, uh, across the expanse of the executive branch. Why are we to be hushed when we say there is a conflict brewing because this conflict is already underway. We're watching our lives be destroyed by fentanyl. We're watching lives being destroyed in Ukraine, uh, in Gaza, in point of fact. Uh, this president would have the Israelis uh, simply put up a white flag of surrender and say that they will live peacefully uh, with the, uh, the Palestinian Hamas, uh, the, uh, the, the, both the uh, Iranian-backed Hamas and uh, Hezbollah in Lebanon. Uh, this is mindlessness. We're not looking at the account, the ledger. There is nothing on the on the good side of the ledger for this administration when it comes to the American interests, the safety and the welfare and prosperity of the American people. It is all the inverse. You would think, Lou, that if you were China and if you were able to put a president of the United States in office who would undermine our country so badly, uh, like you said, uh, destroy our economy, destroy our energy independence, 
uh, destroy our border, destroy our sovereignty. If you were China, who would be the president you'd pick? And I would say that Joe Biden would be the best president ever for the People's Republic of China because Joe Biden has done more to carry the water for the CCP and to destroy America economically and militarily and our sovereignty. There's no one who's been more destructive to the United States of America than Joe Biden. Well, I think you're exactly right. And and one gets the sense that Obama might have been that person that had a third term have been available to him, but he's got the next best thing. He has a puppet in the name of Joe Biden. He can recede into the uh, to the shadows and the background. And along with a uh, I can't tell you how many others who are in actual control of this administration. Uh, but that cabal of Marxists uh, have been working their will since 2009 in this country with the uh, advent of the the Obama administration. And it's destructive and debilitating, and uh, Americans are despairing right now. Much has to be done. Uh, you get the final word here, Mike, as uh, we try to give to all of our guests. Uh, your concluding thoughts, if you would. I would say that 2024 is the make or break year for America, and I don't say that lightly. You hear this every election year. If Republicans, if President Trump loses the White House, we are going to lose control of the Supreme Court. If we lose control of the Supreme Court, that is our last line of defense as Americans to protect us from the Marxist left. There goes our God-given rights to speak, to worship, to associate, to protect ourselves. Everything is on the line on November 5th, 2024. Mike Davis, founder of the Article 3 Project, Great American. Thanks for being here with us here, Mike. God bless you. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest tomorrow on The Great America Show is the great political strategist, Roger Stone. The primary season is upon us, and Roger joins us to break it all down. Please join us each and every day for The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.